Stephen Curry had a message for all those damn moronic haters out there who stupidly, naively think he is not a clutch player, that he doesn't hit big shots at the end of games. Tonight's shot, that three-pointer, was a message to all those fools out there who still doubt Stephen Curry. And folks, the Golden State Warriors, they've won six of their last seven. They're back. They're in the conversation. There's still some work to be done. But man, oh man, tonight's game, if there is a sign that this team is back, that was it. National TV, KD, Booker, Beal, you ain't got enough. The Warriors beat you. And we're breaking it all down next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and exclusively live right here on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on that platform they call Threads at Dogwild. It's super easy. You can follow the program there as well at Locked On Warriors. What a game. The Golden State Warriors, in my humble opinion, the biggest test of the season. This mattered, folks. There is no doubt in my mind, or I don't think anyone's mind who follows this team closely, that this was a statement game. This was a game that the team damn well knew was a barometer for where they are this season. Lose this game, and you've got a lot of self-reflection to do. Win this game, you're feeling damn good about yourself, and that's how the Golden State Warriors are feeling right now. They come away with a win against a stubborn Phoenix Suns team that would not go away at the end. Devin Booker just kept hitting dagger after dagger. Bradley Beal, Durant were in the mix as well. But Stephen Curry, correction, Wardell Stephen Curry with a three-point shot. The team down by two, hits the dagger three. Steve Kerr scripts it up. Seven-tenths of a second remaining after he hit that bucket. And even though the refs, same way they've been doing all season long, they try to help the Suns there at the end. Although it, it was a blatant foul uh, <laughs> that Andrew Wiggins committed on Devin Booker and man were the Golden State Warriors lucky in the sense that they had a foul to give that would have cost them the game but because they had a foul to give they had to inbound the ball again with six tenths of a second don't even ask me to explain how they logically came up with one tenth of a second ticking off I, I don't get that part of it but regard because I technically when you inbound a ball I believe there's supposed to be a, a minimum of three tenths of a second that tick off. So I don't understand what happened there, but regardless, it wasn't enough. And the Golden State Warriors, winners, 113 to 112. They've won six of their last seven. Folks, the Warriors are back to 500. Uh, and Stephen Curry, in the final 10 seconds of a fourth quarter or overtime this season, this was the fourth time this year 
that Stephen Curry has hit a game-tying or go-ahead field goal, and he does it in style. A magnificent performance by Stephen Curry. Magnificent performance by the Golden State Warriors. There's a lot to discuss. A few things to critique. I'm going to save that for the end of the show just to keep the vibes going strong. But let's start with Steph real fast in terms of the stat line because this was the Stephen Curry show. 34 minutes that he played tonight. Scores 30 points. He's been on a tear this season. And I, I know the, I know he's not in MVP discussions largely because of the fact that the Warriors, I think, technically are still not even in the play-in right now. But he is carrying this team. He's still a superstar. He's still at the peak of his powers. And it all started tonight with Steph. There was one particular play earlier in the game where he was matched up one-on-one with Kevin Durant. And... Look, anytime those two face off, it's to me, it's always fireworks. It's always the marquee highlight. It's the main event. And Steph drains a step back three. And in typical, iconic fashion, Steph turns around to go back and start playing defense, knowing the shot's going in before it actually goes in. He's got magical powers in that sense, folks. And it's just, it was awesome. It was awesome to see Steph a player who during Kevin Durant's three years took a backseat. He could have done so much more. If he really wanted those finals MVPs, I do think he could have gotten them. But being as selfless as he is, he took a step back and he let Kevin Durant shine in those three years. And uh, no, undoubtedly, a, a huge part of that was an effort to make sure Durant was happy and would stay longer term. Uh, you know, and, and Steph Curry was disparaged for a lot of that time because a lot of people thought that the title Steph was winning was because of Kevin Durant, even though he won one without without uh, Katie on the team in 2015. And so these two, there is a bit of a ri- rivalry there. There, it is an interesting matchup in the sense that you do have this this I think a smidge of animus, maybe not between the two players, but certainly in terms of legacy, in terms of the discourse that goes on with sports. So to see Stephen Curry just have the type of performance that he had tonight was incredible, and for the Warriors. Uh, I mean, look, Devin Booker down the stretch there was borderline unstoppable. It was, I mean, he those shots he was making time and time and time again. And 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 the Warriors were just taking turns throwing defenders at him. One first, the I think a, a Kaminga took a shot, and Kaminga played fantastic defense tonight. And kudos to Kaminga for that final uh for one of the final possessions. I have that on my notes as well. I gotta get to, but um, you know, Kaminga took a shot. Wiggins took a shot. Uh, Pajemski took a shot, and Booker just kept draining these things. It was no, it was it was not for but it was foreboding. It was not a, a great, solid, comfortable feeling down the stretch, considering how the Warriors have been playing at the end of these games this year. Uh, this was, I believe, the thirty fourth clutch game. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I, I haven't had a chance to really do a lot of research since the game ended. Um, but for them to come away victorious, this was a positive sign that things are on the up and up for the Golden State Warriors. Moses Moody, uh, how did you feel about the Warriors winning tonight? Oh, I mean, it sucks. Ooh, ouch. I guess so. I think Moody's a little bitter about the fact that he didn't play tonight. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, look, we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, regardless, this was a fantastic win. Uh, and uh, and even though Moses Moody did not play, um, hopefully he's feeling good about it as well in terms of the big team picture. But um, but again, this has to start in terms of the discussion, in terms of the accolades, in terms of just who we look to as the hero of tonight's massively huge victory for the Golden State Warriors. It is Stephen Curry. 
Um, he's the leader of this team. And again, he's still very much at the peak of his powers. Now, something else that was going on in this game tonight, there was a, this was a, this was, it had a playoff feel to it. Um, I mean, it, for some reason, I don't know, man, this just, this is just my feeling on things, but I feel like every time there is a super big game involving the Warriors at home, and usually these are playoff games, but tonight it had that feel. It, it the, the TV screen has like this hazy appearance to it, almost like there's a there's like a like a, a, a physical haze or like a fog or like a mist. Like there, like the, the picture just is not as clear as usual. And I don't know if it's like the perspiration in the arena that's just causing condensation. I don't know if it's just my eyes playing tricks on me, but it looks a little different when you have that that really like momentous feel to a game, that playoff atmosphere. And tonight had that. And it was, you know, these two teams were were throwing haymakers back and forth. But within this big game, within, you know, the the little uh, battles going on within this, I I talked about Steph and KD. There was also Draymond Green and and, uh, Yusuf Nurkic. And the history there, in case you've been living in a cave, just to, you know, refresh your memory, Draymond Green's season hit the apex of turmoil uh, when he was, you know, trying to sell a foul and he does this whiplash ballerina spin move, his arms flailing, smacks Nurkic right in the face. Uh, you know, Nurkic has the, the weird post game uh, comments afterwards saying that, you know, alluding to Draymond needing uh, help uh, and hoping he gets help. Uh, maybe a little con- condescension there in, in the verbiage. I know Nurkic later said that he's happy for him and so forth, but clearly there was some some back and forth, some bitterness uh, between those two players. And Draymond Green held his own. And I'm really hoping we get sound bites from that soon. The maturation of Draymond Green was clearly evident tonight. I'm saying that with the fact that Draymond Green got a technical in this game and was damn close to getting ejected. But look, he kept his cool after that. He did not get the second tee. And Nurkic was trying to bait him and then some tonight. That was clearly an objective on Phoenix's behalf, and Draymond Green held his own. We're going to talk about this and so much more in just a moment. Um, but I'm just looking at the chat right now, just seeing what everyone's talking about. Uh, so somebody wants me to ban a certain user for spamming. Let me see who you're talking about here. Um, I don't know. Anyways, we'll get to more of that soon. But fantastic win tonight. Golden State Warriors are, have a 500 record. Uh, it is not every day that we celebrate the Golden State Warriors <laughs> reaching 500, but that's the kind of season that we're having. And tonight on a Saturday night in what is the start of one of the biggest uh, 24-hour stretches in various sports history, the Golden State Warriors do their part, winning a massively huge game, beating uh, one of the rivals in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns, a one-point thriller thanks to Stephen Curry hitting the game winner, 113-112. We'll have a lot more to discuss. I'm going to play. Hopefully, we'll get some Draymond Green sound because I really want to hear from him. I'm going to talk about uh, the back and forth between uh, him and Nurkic in a game that, again, had a playoff mood to it. Happy Saturday night, everyone. Uh, Why don't we pay some bills? And first up on the docket for tonight is our good friends over at LinkedIn and Look, every report seems to indicate that the economy is 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 raging, it's going strong, and you know, the unemployment numbers are down. And usually when the economy's in that point, it's hard to find talent because job seekers suddenly have a lot of options. 
So if you're a business owner or if you're an entrepreneur and you need to find some talent out there, you know, whether you're hiring for a small business or a project, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. As a professor myself, I always tell my students, if you are not on LinkedIn, you are missing out on headhunters, on opportunities. It is the number one networking platform and then some uh, for job seekers and job hiring uh, individuals. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all of that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. The Locked On Podcast Network has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV and find me and the program on threads. My handle at Dog Wild Super Easy and the program at Locked On Warriors. I'm going to check real fast here and see if there is any sound uh, that has come down because I want to hear some jubilation from this Golden State Warriors team. Uh, so I'm going to, in the meantime, but let's talk. And while I'm looking for that, uh, the Draymond Nurkic battle was absolutely incredible. Um, again, Nurkic was borderline dirty. And, and, and there was one one aspect in this game um, that I, I don't I, I'm not uh, uh, knowledgeable enough to have a clear cut answer on this. But there was this one um, back and forth where Nurkic did like the slap on the court after he made a bucket. Draymond Green was defending him and he did the two small gesture. This has become like a, a, a taunt. Uh, like a, a physical uh, visual meme, if you will. I don't know how to properly describe this thing, but but Nurkic does the too small thing, backs down Draymond, scores, and then Draymond did it right back to him, like the very next play. Uh, and and I don't again for the refs. I don't know if it's just if it's okay to do that. You know, I would think that it, that would be a taunting type gesture, and you know, I would think it would at least a warning. Uh, should have been uh, solicited, uh, uh, given Nurkic is literally taunting uh, Draymond Green, trying to bait him into, uh, you know, getting in trouble. He's already on thin ice with the league and with officials. But Draymond kept his cool, and that was huge. There was a sequence. Uh, Draymond Green got got taken out of the game early in the first uh, quarter um, because the, the tension was high. It was There was a lot of back and forths. Uh, again, the, the, the baiting attempt from Nurkic was right from the beginning of the game and the cameras went to Draymond, uh, Steve Kerr took Draymond out early just to cool him down a little bit, put Looney in the game. Looney had a, had a, 
good game. He I, look I, Looney's stat line tonight, um, and he's been you know the subject of some criticism this season. Uh, you know, I I I don't, I don't know. He's a role player. I, I've I haven't seen enough evidence myself to really like criticize him or to blast him. But some people have not been happy. He played five minutes tonight. Uh, scored three points. The team was in the positive and net rating when he was on the court with a plus one. But he filled in those f- those five minutes. I believe were almost exclusively in the first quarter. But the whole reason I bring that up though is because the cameras went over to Draymond Green, and he was talking to Chris Paul. And I really wish. Uh, and 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 you could lip read a lot of what Draymond was saying. And every once in a while, there are people out there that are just brilliant at this stuff. And they figure out everything that's said from an individual just strictly off lip reading. And it looked like Draymond was going off on Nurkic. I couldn't tell what he was saying. Obviously, a lot of uh, expletives in there. Um, But he was talking to Chris Paul. And whereas Chris Paul was, you know, savvy enough at the moment to cover his mouth so that people cannot lip read, (laughs) Draymond was not doing that. And I really wish uh, I I knew all the exact words because he was talking so much smack about Nurkic. But Nonetheless, uh, Yusuf Nurkic is having arguably the best season of his career. It's the first time I could ever remember him being healthy. And early on, he was having an impact. But Draymond Green, you know, he's he's the starting center in this club now. And that move has clearly made bounds, has has made a positive impact for this Warriors team, considering they've, they're, they're, they've won six of their last ten. I believe they're now six and two since Dre's been back as a starter. Um and he won that battle. I mean, there were he was he was offensively he was attacking the rim, and he's al- he's always been a great finisher. I've you know I feel like that's an underrated aspect of Draymond Green. The guy can finish at the basket very efficient efficiently and effectively. And Draymond tonight had a 15 point game, so no triple single for Draymond Green tonight. Uh, he was seven of nine from the field. Um, you, you know, I can, and I, one of my favorite gestures in basketball and in sports period is, is Draymond's flex. I absolutely love that thing. And he was doing that tonight. He had nine assists in this game and also added seven rebounds. So kudos to Draymond Green. You won the battle with Nurkic, not just the physical battle, but the mental battle, because that SOB was trying to bait Draymond all night. I thought at least a warning was was warranted when he was doing the two small things slap on the court. But look, if Nurkic could do it, Draymond could do it, and Draymond paid him back and then some. So that was a feel-good moment in this game. And when we talk, come back, we're going to talk about some of the nuance. Clay Thompson uh, did not play a lot, and we got to at least touch on that because that was huge. Jesus Christ, we have 1,600 people in the chat. Bravo, man. That is that's how big tonight's game was, by the way. This was a playoff game, and the Warriors won, man. They're they're back in the discussion. I gotta look at the standings real fast here before we go to our next uh, timeout. Um, because I am very curious to know if the Warriors are officially, as of today, a playoff team. Um, and they are, they are the Golden State Warriors with a 25 and 25 record, and even 500 are currently the 10 seed. In the Western Conference, they're a half game ahead of the Utah Jazz, who are 26 and 27. And the Warriors, I'm sorry, I said they won six of their last 10. They've actually won seven of their last 10. My apologies for that. And including the, the huge win tonight over uh, the Phoenix Suns, who are currently the sixth seed in the Western Conference. Golden State Warriors are just four and a half behind both the Suns and the Kings. Still a long ways to go. It's incredible. This season has just been 
a roller coaster. Bob chilling. We going deep. We might. But I hate saying we. It's but like as fans, yeah, man, we might. We absolutely might. Um, yada yada mean real fast here. I want to uh, give some love to a few people in the chat. Writes. I still don't think Draymond should be playing center versus certain bigs. Got to give Trace Jackson Davis. I'm really glad you brought his name up uh, for bigger matchups. I thought Trace Jackson Davis. We didn't see him in the first half. Uh, it was looking toward. It was looking like it was going to be another DNP for him tonight. Trace Jackson Davis balled out. You got to give him credit because the, the Phoenix Suns. They're a big team. They're and they're like I don't mean big in the sense of like the Lakers or like the Cleveland Cavaliers where they have like or, or the Timberwolves where you have like two, three, seven footers and a bunch of players that could pass the centers out there simultaneously in the court together. But they do have an army of wings and long athletic stretch fours, you know, bigger threes. And and they also have a backup center who has been a pest against the Golden State Warriors in the past. And I'm referring to uh, Drew Eubanks, but Trace Jackson Davis, bravo. I'm really glad you brought you you mentioned him in the chat because he deserves a, a mention. Even though he only played five minutes and change, those five minutes were clutch. And I don't think it's a coincidence that his net rating was in the positive. He finished the plus four. Not every Warriors player finished in the positive net rating tonight. This was a tight game. The Warriors won this game by one. But Trace Jackson Davis, again, some nights the stat sheet's not going to tell the whole story. He did grab four rebounds in those five minutes, so kudos to him there. Um, had no points, but he was incredibly impactful. So I do appreciate you bringing uh, his name up. Um, <laughs> real truth, I was seeing that on social media. You write that Doris Burke sounded devastated at the end there, indicating that that she has a bias against the Golden State Warriors. I don't. Know, she might. I do hear her sometimes say things that are that are a little weird. Um, Patrick Singh asked, can we get a center in the buyout market? Absolutely. But there's a player, uh, I think more likely than a center that the Warriors going to pursue. Uh, and we're going to talk about that uh, when we come back because the buyout market might absolutely be a possibility, um, for not the 14th roster spot, but probably the 15th. I think we all know who's going to get the 14th roster spot. I'll reveal that. I'll talk about the buyout market. I'll talk about a funky second quarter. Uh, where, you know, I, I think we're starting to see something with Clay Thompson here in terms of his playing time being diminished. Um, Got to give Steve Kerr credit for that, though, because, look, Clay Thompson's his boy, and Steve Kerr clearly plays favorites. Uh, you know, we didn't see Jonathan Kaminga in the last possession there, which was really weird. I think that was a little uh, indicative, again, of who Steve Kerr's faves are on this team. But, um yeah, we'll touch on all that and so much more because Clay Thompson is looking like he is falling out of the rotation. Uh, did not have a great game tonight. First, though, for our second and final uh, commercial break for tonight's program, an incredible program. We got 1,700 people on the show, our biggest audience ever for a live audience. Thank you. My God, man, I'm, I'm tripping out about this. Uh, let's give some love to our next sponsor. And that is the car company, Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure for the next level. Let's talk about two of their cars. First up, the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It's perfect for city drives and also for great escapes, ideal for Northern California. Class-exclusive Google built-in is always updating the assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone, Google Assistant, Google Maps, and the Google Play Store 
are built right into the 12.3 inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. And let's also talk about the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. I once owned a Pathfinder when I was younger. Has room for up to eight in expansive cargo capacity and advanced available 4x4 capability. I'm a 4x4 or bus driver. That's the only vehicles I pick up. And again, I used to be a Pathfinder uh, driver. I loved my Nissan Pathfinder. That was a hell of a ride. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. So take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or even the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, one final segment of Locked On Warriors. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For our next show, uh, what's today, Saturday? First of all, let's go Niners. I'm wearing this color. I don't don't have a lot of red in my my closet. Um, When I was younger, I... Uh, I don't know if you folks, for, for I guess the older viewers and listeners, uh, this brand Starter and Ryan Leong, who comes on this program, he likes to collect Starter apparel. Starter was a brand. I don't know if they're still around, but when I was a kid, the Starter brand was the hottest clothing I- item you could buy. And so if you're one of the cool kids, you had a Starter jacket almost exclusively repping the San Francisco 49ers. Because when I grew up, uh, the 49ers were gods of the San Francisco Bay Area. They had a 18-year dynasty, and as a nerd, I sat there and just studied this blueprint that Eddie DeBartolo and his organization laid for everyone else to show you how to sustain a dynasty. It's that philosophy I take and implement on this program and apply to the Golden State Warriors in terms of keeping this run going. Um, so anyways, uh, but, but in today's day, I don't have a lot of red, so that's what this is all about. Go Niners is my point. Uh, the, the Warriors did their part. This is an incredible 24 hours of sports for the San Francisco Bay Area. This literally might be the biggest 24-hour stretch. This game tonight might have been so monumental. It, it could have been the tipping point for the Warriors completely turning this season around and starting a stretch. They're at the 50-game mark tonight, uh, which means they have, what, 32 games remaining? Take it home, boys. And the San Francisco 49ers tomorrow, I believe kickoff is what, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time approximately? Bring it home, boys. Let's get that first Super Bowl since 1995. That's a long-ass time. So I just wanted to mention the 49ers real fast uh, before we continue on. Um, here's some sound, by the way. Uh, actually, maybe there is no sound. I thought there was some sound from Gary Payne the second, but... Uh, I don't see anything published yet. Who cares? It's not a big deal. Um, Gary Payne the second, real fast. Let's talk about him. First game back in what a, nearly a month or maybe over a month. I, I'm sorry, I don't have that that figure in front of me. I could look that up in a second here. Um, what a game from him. Uh, I mean, it, first of all, he I I reported on the show. I think the last show with Kylan Mills that we were not uh, expected to see Gary Payne the second until after the All Star break. Um, the All Star break is coming up here. Um, in fact, the Warriors uh, play the Utah Jazz on Monday. Uh, so that, that'll be our next show. It'll be Monday post game. That's another big game right now, considering the Warriors have a half game lead over the Utah Jazz for the 10 seed. Then the Warriors play the Clippers on Wednesday, and then it's the All Star break, and we're going to get a nice extended reprieve. 
Gary Payne the second was expected to come back after the all-star break. So he wasn't expected to play tonight or in the Utah and Clippers game. He was going to take three more days off so he could be fully rested. And then we were expected to see him after the all-star break. The first game after the all-star break started to sound so redundant is uh, February 22nd when the Warriors host the LA Lakers. The Warriors have a lot of huge games coming up. That Utah Jazz game is huge. The Clippers game next Wednesday is huge. This was just the first test of many. Um, and But for Gary Payne II to come back this early, his body heals. I mean, think back to the NBA Finals. Remember when uh, 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 Dylan Brooks, with that savagely dirty hit, um, that knocked Gary Payne II out with a broken hand slash wrist. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, Steve White, he had two lobs in this game. The dude is so athletic. There was one sequence where he defended Kevin Durant and or uh, yeah, it was Durant. And again, there's a there's like a, a what eight, nine, ten inch difference in height there. It's absolutely blatant. And he held his own. He he Durant did not score in this one particular play that I was thinking of. It was such uh, a, a vital one-on-one matchup. So kudos to, to Gary Payne the second. It wasn't just the defense or the D, yeah, it wasn't just the defense side of the ball that he was thriving in. On the offensive side, he played 14 minutes on the dot. He scored in double figures. The Warriors had six players in double figures tonight. He was one of those six. Scores 11 points. A perfect five for five from the field. Did not miss a single bucket. That includes a three-point attempt. Uh, Also had four rebounds in this game. Two assists in this game. Had a block. Uh, So kudos to you. I know all the players who scored in double figures tonight. While I'm on this note real fast, Brandon Pajemski, who I thought had an awesome game who's pretty much replaced Clay Thompson in the rotation in terms of closing games. No arguments either, man. Brandon Pajemski is a feisty SOB. He's the type of player that, um, again, we and I mentioned this on the show months ago, he's got that Russell Westbrook in him in terms of rebounding. Uh, he's, his, he's instinctually just savvy in terms of knowing where the ball goes. I don't know if he studies every individual's shots like Dennis Rodman used to, to know where balls usually end up from misses. Dennis Rodman literally would do that. Uh, and it did contribute to him being one of the greatest rebounders this game has ever seen. So I don't know if Pajemski is doing something similar to that, but he's, he's, he's just his rebounding is incredible, but he's also a tough dude. Like he doesn't get pushed around easily. Uh, and he's, he's very strong. And I just love so much. The Warriors have a player like him because, you know, other teams, every time they see Pajemski, you know, getting another charge. Every time they see Pajemski showing up out of nowhere to get a rebound, he has no business grabbing. It is demoralizing in that that variable that has no measurement to it. Momentum. He impacts that in such a crazy way. And tonight was no exception. And again, Clay Thompson is no longer finishing games, folks. Now, I don't know if this is going to be a game-by-game basis, but Pajemski played 35 minutes tonight. Clay ended up playing 24 and Pajemski finished with 10 points, was a plus five in net rating, uh, had eight rebounds in this game, seven assists. So he came two rebounds and three assists short of a triple-double. So kudos to Brandon Pajemski. Again, Gary Payne II was in double-figure scoring with 11. Uh, Draymond Green, I mentioned, had the 15. Andrew Wiggins had 12. Wiggins, look, I, I, look they won tonight, all right? I, I'm happy with that. Here's my one thing with Andrew Wiggins, though. I do wish... In the final few minutes of this game, because Devin Booker was eating the Warriors up left and right, right? He was getting all these huge buckets. And what 
And for a moment, the Warriors looked like they were, they were taken off. They had the game under control. And the next thing you know, you blink and the Suns have a lead. And it was almost primarily because of Devin Booker causing havoc. He, he can be unstoppable when he wants to. And he was proving that late in the game. And I thought those final few minutes was where Gary Payne II should have made an appearance. He is so lethal as a defender. I mean, you know, certain people like Rick Barry, who comes on the show a lot, the Hall of Famer, he he likes to say famously that there's no such thing as a lockdown defender, right? It's, it's, it's you know, if you could play great defense, but you can't lock down these all-time great athletes that play NBA basketball. But Gary Payne II is as close as, as it gets to that. And I do wish he was playing those final few moments. I, I thought if you're if he's gonna be back as fast as he is, similar to again to the NBA Finals when Dylan Brooks broke his wrist and and you know most players with an injury like that you're out for the rest of the postseason. He was back. He was back by the NBA Finals. It was incredible. The dude is such a fast healer. Uh, you know, but I I thought he belonged in there for those final few minutes. And if there's gonna be someone who he replaces. Look, Wiggins, he had a good game tonight. I wouldn't say great, but he had a good game. But I do, and, and his stat line real fast, Wiggins in 28 minutes, uh, 12 points in this game, uh, had five rebounds, three assists. I It was a little weird that he was in there at the very end instead of Kaminga. I mean, Jonathan Kaminga is now easily your number two player. Scoring-wise, he might be your best defender unless Gary Payne II is on the floor. And I guess Draymond Green is, is better than him. So maybe he's your second or third best defender. But And Kaminga finished the game with 21 points. A little bizarre that he wasn't in the lineup uh, at the, for the very last possession, the one that Stephen Curry hit the three-pointer to win. But look, they won. They scored. So kudos to Steve Kerr. Bravo. I'm nitpicking. Uh, you know, the Moses Moody thing was a little bizarre. Clearly, uh, Gary Payton seconds, Gary Payton the second's minutes came from Moses Moody. That was a sacrifice. Um, and, uh, hybrid Nick is writing here. Is this the folks, is this the person that everyone else wants me to ban? Uh, hybrid, hybrid Nick, uh, 12 says clay Thompson has a higher percentage from three than pods on more attempts for the year. And he's second on the team in scoring, um, all the stats on clay side, even on defensively. Yeah, but you wanted to hear what clay stats tonight were. Clay Thompson tonight in 24 minutes, two of 10 from the field, one of seven from deep, five points. So, and, and Clay and Hyper Nick, let's not spam. All right. Let's, uh, I'm seeing now that you are absolutely spamming this thing. So let's not spam. All right. The show's at the end. So it's, there's not much to do for now. But look, the Warriors won a massively huge game. We're going to be back at this soon. Um, I got a lot to talk about too. There's going to be a, a new program I'm launching here soon that's going to be an extension of this talking Warriors. But tonight, the Warriors win. What a game. Go Niners. Love you all. 1,700 plus people. Thank you. I thank you. Love you. Bye-bye.